0: Welcome to the ROTC Scholarship Podcast, hosted by former Army ROTC Professor of Military Science, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Rob Kirkland. In these episodes, we explore how to best prepare yourself to obtain one of these valuable scholarships for those applicants who wish to attend a college or university and become officers in the military. The application process can be complex and confusing. This podcast works to make it more understandable. And now, the ROTC Scholarship Podcast. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast uh, here today. Um, Purpose here today is to talk to you about uh, athlete and leader uh, activities uh, that can enhance your uh, probability of obtaining an ROTC scholarship. Now there's an acronym In Army ROTC, uh, called the SAL, which is Scholar Athlete Leader, and I think it's a good way to um, kind of look at uh, how someone is awarded a scholarship. And this would apply also for Air Force ROTC uh, as well as Navy and Navy Marine Corps. So the scholar is, you know, obviously your uh, College Board scores, your SAT or ACT scores, your coursework and the rigor, rigor of that, and your grades. Today, we will not be concentrating uh, on this portion here. The goal today is to look at the last two pieces of this, the athlete and leader characteristics, and how to enhance your profile for ROTC based on this. And this is uh, really, um, you know, based again on my experience, uh, having sat in Army ROTC board, but also in working with ROTC candidates over the last uh, five years, Where they had a really had a myriad of different uh, types of athletic and uh, leadership activities, and I just wanted to uh, kind of go through some to kind of give you an idea of kind of what which ones uh, make more of an impact on the ROTC selection process based on my um, experience. Now come to realize that when uh, you're when uh, a person gets selected for one of these scholarships, uh, they go usually go in front of a board. And these uh, board members are uh, made up of usually senior uh, officers from that service. Uh, And they're uh, people just like you and I who, you know, see many, many different candidates and see the different activities and uh, athletics that uh, they do. Uh, So, you know, clearly things that are more familiar to you know, these individuals are going to be ones that are probably going to make a greater impact uh, on them. And I'll try to get into that uh, later, um, you know, regarding kind of, you know, trying to kind of develop uh, activities that may be more familiar uh, to people on these boards in order to be able to kind of uh, get you, you know, more 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 notice and more ability to obtain one of these scholarships. So, first of all, let me uh, kind of talk about um athlete first. I think the number one thing, uh, for, ath for the athlete is really varsity athletics and that's, you know, high school varsity athletics and usually getting at least two varsity varsity letters. So that's kind of the gold standard, uh, for, uh, for measurement of, um, for athletics and, you know, obviously in order to be able to kind of Uh, make the varsity team in many high schools, you know, you've got to start out early, usually your freshman or sophomore year and working up the junior varsity, building up your athletic skill set so that once you become a junior or senior, particularly, you know, in your junior year, uh, that you get on that varsity team uh, so that you can have those varsity letters by the time uh, you compete on the board in the fall um, of your senior year. So I think the takeaway is, is to get uh, started early on this on these uh, athletic uh, 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 athletic you know skills uh, in whatever you choose in order to uh, become kind of uh, you know a better athlete by the time that you're a senior. I think if you you know are you know kind of listening to this later and you haven't participated in varsity sports then you should try to probably participate in sports that require a kind of very low, Uh, kind of skill sets. So, you know, things such as, say, uh, cross-country or track, uh, if you can build up your running skills over, say, a summer or a couple summers, uh, you can then uh, get that junior varsity up to a varsity letter and not necessarily have developed, you know, say, motor skills such as, you know, baseball or basketball or things like that. So, you just have to determine how much what your time horizon is so that, you know, you can kind of get those uh, varsity letters uh, by the time you're ready to be looked at, by the time you're a senior, uh, I would say also that you know as you are uh, looking at uh, this uh, and your sports, I think you know you need to look at supplementing your varsity uh, sports or whatever sports you've chosen for your high school with other fitness in order to do well on the on the physical fitness test that the uh, cert- that the ROTC is going to give you. So, for example, if you're a football lineman uh, who's used to kind of, you know, just not running any distance, uh, or have not having done a lot of sit-ups, then you're probably going to want to, you know, work on your long distance running, uh, to work on, uh, uh, your ability to be able to do push-ups or sit-ups, your own body weight. Uh, so you're going to want to work on that. If you're a cross-country runner, obviously you're not going to have a problem with running in, you know, these on these tests that ROTC gives you. Most ROTC tests consists of usually about a minute or two of pushups, a minute or two of sit ups and a one to one and a half mile run. So obviously, for a cross country runner, you're not gonna have a lot of problems with uh, upper with uh, with running, but you may lack an upper body strength, uh, or maybe your uh, core strength. So you're going to want to work um, on that on those ki- types of skills. Uh, or those types of activities in the run-up to the uh, athletic tests that you're going to be doing uh, to get into ROTC to be considered for ROTC. Uh, Another um, point about uh, the athlete piece is, you know, is there maybe some advantage to being a varsity athlete and maybe, particularly if you're a male, in a contact sport such as wrestling, football, uh things like that, or uh, 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 a sport that ha- that's highly competitive, such as, you know, say uh, football or basketball or something like that. It just tends to stand out a little more. And I think just my impression, those uh, candidates who compete, who have varsity letters uh, in sports that are clearly more competi- competitive, tend to stand out more than those maybe in, say, less competitive sports sports. Uh, in their, uh, high school. Uh, and then of course, you know, in, in, in fact, you know, when we look at leadership, I mean, we're looking at, you know, becoming a captain. So, you know, so when you become a senior, you know, becoming a captain of your sports team, uh, can be, uh, uh, definitely be a, a positive because that all, that is both the athlete piece of this, as well as, uh, the leadership, uh, piece of it. And then I think, you know, doubly uh, beneficial is actually being a captain of what we would call a, a popular comp- or competitive sport uh, in, in a high school, such as football, basketball, softball, things like that. So this is not just for ROTC, but for the service academies also tend to put a premium on those that have built up uh, a, you know, and have got Farsi letters in these kind of competitive sports, but also... Have been considered to be the captain of these competitive sports. So service academies, in particular, put additional weight on that. But I also believe that ROTCs, who when they see uh, you designated as a captain of a you know a significant sport in a high school, certainly put uh, more weight on that. So I think that uh, is you know kind of a signal to you know look at those kind of sports as you know perhaps giving a leg up to perhaps less competitive. Uh, sports in, in high school. Uh, moving on from uh, athletes, I just want to talk about uh, kind of leadership and leadership uh, activities. Uh, it's important to participate in activities that enhance your leadership profile. And oftentimes you're going to need to start early in order to build this leadership profile. And you want to try to participate in known activities so that is familiar to board members. For example, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts uh, is an example of, of a well-known uh activity that uh where you have to spend a significant amount of time in order to get the award, whether it's a gold award or the Eagle Scout. Uh so those are the kind of things that uh I think stand out uh as far as you know uh you know activities where you accomplish where you accomplish something significant. So uh, the other thing uh, that uh, we might talk about is military-related activities. In other words, showing military propensity. So there's uh, such organizations such as Civil Air Patrol uh, that uh, I've talked about in the past on this podcast, Young Marines, Junior ROTC. That's in some high school Sea Cadets. All of these kind of show a propensity to serve. A propensity for military service and in particular uh, working to uh, kind of obtain a higher rank in these organizations can be beneficial and then it shows that uh, that you are progressing in these organizations and have achieved something so for example with civil air patrol oftentimes getting the uh, billy mitchell award or the amelia Earhart award uh can be can show uh, kind of progression in the organization, getting the, the uh, SPATS award for uh, Civil Air Patrol is similar or even higher than, say, obtaining the Eagle Scout award in, uh, in uh, Boy Scouts. So, again, going to known activities or familiar to board members, such as uh, scouting, military propensity, Civil Air Patrol, junior ROTC, young Marine Sea Cadets, Another, um, I think, key uh, uh, activity, I think, that uh, certainly ranks up there with such, with things like Boy Scouts and, and the uh, military relay activities is kind of school elected offices. So I think what this shows to the board is it shows leadership as demonstrated by direct election by the peers. So, you know, you can be a person not necessarily that's uh, a respected person in your high school and achieve things with outside of your school, such as being an Eagle Scout or, or advancing within, you know, say a Civil Air Patrol or something like that, but actually being elected, say, as president of your high school class or as uh, some other office in your high school where you're directly elected, elected from your peers shows that you have leadership and it's being recognized by other students uh, in your school. So, um, you know, anything that you can do, I think, to kind of demonstrate this ability to be able to elect, to be elected by others, to lead your classmates and show that you you are respected, I think, can really stand out uh, as far as activities go. There's also things like other uh, highly selective accomplishments uh, as far as activities go. So, ones that not everybody is able to obtain uh, that uh, demonstrate your abilities. For example, boy state or girl state, and being elected as a representative from your school or your region uh, is highly valued both by ROTC and and service academies. Being selected to by, to National Honor Society shows your leadership as well as your academic accomplishments. This requires your teachers or administrators to select you over another person or select you over other, other students. It shows that you sort of made that cut line in order to be able to be recognized in, in such a way. Uh, also, I would say that um, another, I think, important area that's time, sometimes often overlooked is outside paid work. So I think that's uh, in my mind, uh, in my mind, very important uh, for uh, candidates, uh, basically uh, because it shows that you're taking responsibility in the real world. It's it's one also where if you are actually doing paid outside work, that shows leadership where you're say an assistant manager or a manager or somebody who's actually working with others. I've had candidates that I've worked with that say our managers of a department store or as a 17 or 18 year old and actually in charge of adults in their 20s and 30s. To me, I mean, that shows your ability to go out into the real world and learn things and to take charge and to do something that is tangible and something where you're getting your hands dirty, uh, I think is uh, more valued, I think, uh, by ROTC than say, you know, going on some sort of trip to feed the children in Africa or to, you know, do some sort of something else, you know, kind of more exotic. Uh, I would say that, you know, the more that you have the ability to be able to show uh, that you go on, you're going out and doing something that is uh, leading others in a real environment, because that's what you're really going to do as a military officer. I mean, you're going to be leading others, and you're gonna be doing kind of real world things. So the more that you can kind of demonstrate that through you know, paid work, volunteer uh, uh, activities, and things like that, I think can be uh, very, very useful, of course, into uh, uh, increasing your profile as far as uh, being looked at by uh, Army ROTC for, for a scholarship. Uh, I would say that what you're gonna see in many of these applications is a comment section or a resume section of ROTC applications to explain these kind of accomplishments that you've done, whether athletic accomplishments or uh, leadership accomplishments. So if there's something on your application that uh, maybe is noteworthy but may not be known by people on the board, because I know there's a lot of activities out there that really aren't really that no- known by uh maybe by the committee, then you need to be able to show uh, the people who are sitting this board what that accomplishment is and why it's important and what you did to accomplish that. And there's oftentimes these kind of comment sections on these applications that can kind of uh, flesh that out better uh, for a candidate. If you, say, accomplish the Eagle Scout, uh, you should describe your Eagle Scout project and what you did to accomplish that. If you're a girl state select D what did it take to accomplish that, to be selected? How competitive was it, uh, to be that girl state select D if you're a national Honor society, how difficult, how tough is your school? How academically competitive is it? Why is it, why was it, why is it important to, uh, that you were a, a national honor society, um, uh, selectee, uh, and things like that. So what you need to do is you need to be able to kind of show that. And, you know, in these kind of comment sections, in many of these applications, you'll be able to bring that out. And certainly also, you'll also be able to talk about that in your interview, also, particularly, you know, if you're doing activities that may not be known very well, uh, or uh, ones, you know, where, you know, you've you, you got something significant done, but it just needs to be uh, described, perhaps a little bit more than just, on a on an activity sheet, uh, so um, hopefully that was uh this uh, this uh, uh, episode today was helpful to you in regards to kind of the way that uh, ROTC looks at both the athlete and the leadership uh, activities. So I think you know really the one of the key takeaways I think from this is that you've got to get really get started early with a lot of these things in order to you know build up your skill set. To get that varsity letter by the time you're a junior or senior, you need to build up your skill set early and keep uh, active. Uh, you know, looking at the uh, at leadership, oftentimes with things like eagle with uh, scouting, some military organizations and other types of organizations, you have to spend multiple years kind of preparing for kind of the greater accomplishments in the organization. So the earlier that you can get started on the athletic and leadership activities, the better, but there are ways though, to make up for that. If you decide to, uh, uh you know, kind of get more involved as maybe a sophomore or a junior in order to build that profile by the time you're a senior in, uh, and being considered for these scholarships. So, um, so that's really it for today. I, you know, I'm, uh, hopefully it was again, like I said, it was, hopefully it was helpful to you. And, uh, and, uh, you know, let me know uh, what you think of the podcast by, uh, by giving a uh, rating on um, whatever uh, podcast platform you're, um, you're, you're listening on. So uh, with that, I wish you the best and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the ROTC scholarship podcast. If you like what we're doing, please leave a quick review. If you have any questions or want more information about ROTC or our consulting services, please visit our website at rotcconsulting.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time.